0: Our head pastor Josh did uh, on Jesus, right? And Easter was uh, was the last weekend, and really the theme of this the six part series was what are you going to do about Jesus? And uh, that was a huge part of my life. You know, obviously here I am standing up here, and uh, so so for myself, right? I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Believe that He died on the cross for my sins. He raised. On Easter, right, three days ago, he's the source of my joy, my happiness, every piece of goodness that flows out of me. And no matter what, the good times, the bad times, he is my ultimate hope and knowing that ultimately I'm going to end up in heaven and couldn't have a better best friend through all circumstances. Now, I did not grow up this way, though. I I was raised an atheist, so... Maybe somewhat of a different story. Maybe some of you can relate with that as well. And with that said, so I took on the cultural values. Some of you will remember me having talked about this slightly during my opening testimony slash sermon. Uh, But so the the values of our culture, so money, prestige, um, power. And so in high school... That prestige takes on the form really of popularity, uh, a piece that, you know, some of us never really grow out of, right? Into the workplace and whatnot, and social media at this point makes it so much easier. That's a whole nother subject right? I won't even get into. But uh, so, so really cared about these values in, in high school, and in order to, uh, to cope with really wanting to be popular, right, that prestige piece, um, I used alcohol. To, to, to go about that, and it really came to a, uh, to a head at the end. I was at the Bahamas for, for senior week and using that alcohol to cope, and I ended up falling six stories off of a balcony, and by the grace of God, I did not die, right? And so, so here, I'm so luckily uh, blessed, you know, thank you, God, to, to be able to tell, to tell the story. And uh, so you might think, you know, from there, uh, you know, then, uh, then I came to Jesus, right? And, and no, that's that's not the story. And uh, much more progression from there. So uh, I went to college. You know, ultimately, uh, I ended up making a friend. His name was uh, Bryn Davis. So incredibly witty guy, intelligent, uh, you know, just great to talk to in so many different ways, funny. And um, and then he ended up, we, we were talking, had, you know, having a conversation. And he told me that, that he was a believer in Jesus and he was a Christian. And I was like, well, wait a second. Like, you can... You could be intelligent and then, you know, be, be a Christian too, like believe in religion as well, and it, it almost sounds, you know, crazy to think about now, but I honestly looked at things back then as in if, if you were intelligent, you couldn't be religious too, right? Which is wild, but that's honestly the, the way that I thought about it. So then I was like, all right, you know what? I'm a Christian. I'm a... No. No, it's, that's, that's, not, that's not the way it happened, but... I was more open to it. So final semester of college came along, really the work of the Holy Spirit, right? There's an introduction to religion course that, that I can take, and I picked that course to take. And it was beautiful, learned, you know, all about the different world religions. So Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, uh, really a bunch of different religions. And so I was able to compare and contrast all the different religions. And I was like, you know what? all this work and this study, you know, Christianity, that, that's it. This is the one. No, that that wasn't it either. But, you know, I, I was much more, uh, I, I knew a lot more, right? I was more knowledgeable. So then 2009, graduate from college, and uh, I'm like, what what am I going to do with my life? I was a, major, I was a psychology major, and uh, my mom, bless her soul, she gave me The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. So I read that in the 40-day fashion. You know, it's meant to be read. And uh, it was so beautiful of a, of a book. I was like, this Christianity thing is so wonderful in so many different ways. And then I became a Christian. No. But I was more on my way. Right, I was progressing and progressing and progressing. So, <clears throat> reflected, uh, ultimately, on, on the fact that it was the year 2009, and, you know, why was it 2009, right? Because of some individual, or being, or what, what have you, Jesus Christ, right, of such significance that we fashioned our entire concept of time around that individual. I was like, all right, if, you know, if, if I'm, I'm going to go to church, right? Let's let's uh, let's go to church and let's let's find some about about find some things about that individual. The pastor there was fantastic in so many different ways. You know, really loved his preaching. You know, you could say. And, uh, and then I became a Christian. No, but he did give me a Bible and he uh, and he gave me different resources to uh, to look into this figure, Jesus Christ, right? and And I decided uh you know so so really reading through the different resources and whatnot, um, decided that, that Jesus did exist, that, that he was a historical figure. and uh, you know, big difference between believing in Jesus and believing that he was a you know Lord and savior and so <clears throat> In, so moving forward from there, um, you know, I really started to, to dive into all the texts in, a, in really a big way. So the Bible, different holy texts, really across the board. And, um, and there is something so incredibly special and life-giving about the Bible. And so I want to read you, I have a, uh, a few uh, journal entries that, that I want to read you, just a couple really. They're, they're very, very short. But uh, it really gives a ton of insight into where my mind was at that time and, uh, and how I really came to, to Jesus in, in the end. So I want to make it clear, too, you know, I, it wasn't the only book I was reading, right? So, first, this is uh, September 16th, 2009, right? 9 I had just finished reading the first six pages of the book of Acts, I'd already read the four Gospels just prior. It was so relieving to realize there was a God and I was alive for a purpose. This was the first time I ever cried tears of joy. So at that point, um, you know, didn't completely believe, but, but I was well on my way. And then uh, I have here that, that I was in Corinthians. You know, there's 1st and 2nd Corinthians, but, you know, apparently at that time to me it was just Corinthians. And uh, so I have, ever since I, so, so this is uh, November twenty second, 2009, so 11, ever since I decided to follow Jesus, about five days ago, beginning of the week, my life is improving, praise the Lord. And that is just the very, 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 very beginning of the story, right, 11 and a half years ago. And there is so many beautiful things that have happened since then. And was it just one thing that, that had me, you know, get to that moment? I mean, absolutely not. There were so many different, different parts along the way, right? So had to fall from the balcony, had a, you know, buddy that I talked to, different conversations, world religion class, reading The Purpose Driven Life, attending church, reading the Bible, and, you know, really all of that all together. And it was a a a five-and-a-half-year journey that brought me into an infancy of faith 11-and-a-half years ago. And I do want to be clear again, right? Reading the Bible was the most important part by far. That jumps off of the page. So did I have all of my answers, all of my questions answered? I mean, absolutely not. Um, But did feel like I had enough to start the walk with God, and the conviction really you know hit me in, in, in my heart and and would I honestly want a God that I was just as smart as? I mean really no right I mean God should know more than more than I know than we know right where would the adventure be? why would I be going to seminary school if it had all the answers so all of us have our own, uh, you know, uniquely beautiful story, right? For me, the research and the reading was really important. Uh, some of us, you know, may have grown up in church and were just on fire for God right from the beginning. Um, you know, some may have fell off and then, and then come back. Um, but, but every story, you know, really is uniquely beautiful in its own way. And it is important, right? Uh, so, the Holy Spirit in the Bible tells us, especially 1 Peter 3.15, to always be ready to tell your story. And, and Paul really tells us throughout all of his letters, that's a very clear message that he gives. Right? Ready to sprinkle the salt or to be gracious in conversation and to really be ready to, to bring that part with you. So that's an important part for us as Christians really to, to remember and, and to think about, to have our story ready to tell. And then, you know, some of us here uh, don't believe. Some might just be tuning in on uh, YouTube. We're kind of researching. Sunday, you come across Hope Community page, and welcome. Here you are. And uh, so as we read and and, and dive into the Bible here, um, you know, just just keep in mind, you know, keep, keep an open mind to how, God may be speaking to you through Scripture, right? I mean, it's literally His Word written through over 40 different authors, 40 different authors, 66 different books, prophecies fulfilled through thousands of years. It's so beautiful in so many different ways. So with that said, uh, let's turn to Scripture. It's the book of John. It's one of four biographies of Jesus Christ. Um, we're in Gospel of John chapter 3, as, uh, as we read some already. So Jesus is uh, meeting with Nicodemus. He's one of the Jewish elite, high-ranking Pharisee. Uh, he's on the Sanhedrin as well, so he's a, an A-plus scholar, uh, really knows you know, the law and the scripture through and through. And uh, John strategically picks this encounter right? So he tells us at, at the very end, right, the, the end of his gospel, if everything about Jesus were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for all the books that would be written. So, you know, this is really an example of the Jewish elite that that are seeking, and how difficult it is to, to understand. I believe that he went there on his own volition. Um, John 7, you know, really gets into that a little bit, and, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, you know, shows how much tension there was, the fact that he needed even to meet with him at night, right? Couldn't even be seen meeting with, 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 uh, with Jesus, Nicodemus. So John 3, verse 1. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night, at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. So he comes with, uh, with praise, with flattery really, right? He's looking at uh, speaking to him as, you know, one teacher to, to another. So um, not really completely getting it, but nobody at that time did yet, right? Couldn't have imagined this beautiful sacrifice that, that God made for us through Jesus. Um, <clears throat> so Jesus replies in, in verse 3, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God Unless they are born in Greek and know them. So this can be translated again, or really more appropriately in the context from above. Nicodemus, he's thinking completely worldly, though, all the knowledge that he has of that time, right? And, and he hears again, right? Thinking com- completely worldly. So responds in verse 4 How can someone be born when they are old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. So Jesus answers him, telling him of this spirit. Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born an oven. From above, Nicodemus hears again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. Jesus is trying to relate to Nicodemus. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Nicodemus asks, how can this be? You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? So, I mean, here he is talking to Nicodemus. It's the teacher of his chosen people that he's been working with for thousands of years and completely not getting it, right? So verse 11, very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. So you teachers, you Pharisees, you Jewish elite, I've spoken to you of earthly things, And you do not believe, how then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Of course, referring to himself, does Nicodemus pick up on that in a moment? You know, we we don't know. Then he goes on to tell him, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness. So this is a direct reference from the Old Testament, Numbers 21 encourage you to read it. Um, This is something that Nicodemus would have absolutely picked up on. So it's really a symbol of life from death, life from death, reborn, another right from above, and ultimately a symbol of the cross. So verse 14, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Now, John, uh, he doesn't record another word here from Nicodemus. Um, Did Nicodemus become a believer right then in the moment? Um, You know, maybe. Um, How much did he walk away with? We're really not sure. He sticks up for Jesus in front of the Sanhedrin in John 7, which is huge, and then he gives him a holy burial um, along with Joseph of Arimathea in John 19, So if he didn't believe, then he's certainly on his way. Now John, moving forward so succinctly and eloquently, he delivers two verses for us. And it really tells us about belief versus unbelief, salvation versus condemnation, and heaven versus hell. Verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. A mission of sacrifice. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. A mission of salvation. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So a mission seeking your love through uh, such a great sacrifice. Of God's son, So there's uh, so many of us that, that want to claim that Jesus was a, uh, a good teacher, you know, a wise man, a good man. And that's not really an option, right? Don't want to give that out. In reading this piece here, uh, you know, Jesus refers to himself as, as the Son of Man. He refers to himself as, as God in, in different ways throughout the Scripture. And another one that he does... Uh, In in the book in the Gospel of John is uh, I am the I am statements that comes from Exodus three fourteen, where Moses is uh, really Moses has the burning bush God experience and God reveals himself to Moses as I am, so I want to read you some I am statements from the Gospel of John, I am the bread of life John six thirty five, I am the light of the world John eight twelve. I am the resurrection and the life, John 11:25. 25. I am the way, the truth, and the life, John 14, 6. Before Abraham was, I am, John 8, 58. So before Abraham, father of the Jewish faith, the original covenant made with the, Jesus, with, with, uh, with the Jewish people, before he even existed, I am God. And in that moment, the Pharisees, they heard that, and they wanted to stone him and kill him on the spot, right? calling himself God, blasphemy, equal to God. So a sane person cannot call themselves God. Right? People end up in a mental health institution for doing things like that. So we really have three options. right? He was either crazy, he was who he said he was, or he didn't exist. So I want to repeat that one more time. So he either never existed, he was crazy, or he was who he said he was. Son of God forgives you of your sins, provides you with eternal life in heaven. So if we are undecided, we need to to come to a conclusion. And and what is it that you need to come to that conclusion? Do you need to read? Read. Right, that was really important for me. The resource, research part was, was really important for me. But, you know, it's 2021 because of Jesus. We had Easter last week because of Jesus. Christmas is because of Jesus. It's all around us and completely surrounded by us. So it's something that you can't procrastinate on and that we do need to make a decision on. So... And again, if and John is very clear, and Jesus is very clear, indecision is a decision. So it's belief or it's non-belief. There is no in-between ground. And uh, I did not make the rules, so uh, looking for a Bible. There's one uh, right there, right? Take it up with God. Please do not take it up with me. Do not hate on the messenger, right? So... Ah, uh, yeah, if you, if you take it up with him. But my goodness, read, right, If, if, if at the end of the day, if, if you really need to, to figure out. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, any of the above. I, I would recommend Matthew, Mark is the, sh- is the shortest, you know, whichever way that, that you really need to go on your end. But, um, you know, he, he just wants your love, really, in, in the end. And he gave his son for it to come down to us and teach us how to love better you know the the ultimate sacrifice and so every time we write down the date 2021 AD Jesus died 2021 CE Christ existed since God <clears throat> 2021 Jesus 2021 Jesus read <laughs> figure it out right there's some things that you can procrastinate on and there's some that you cannot and then this is one that that you cannot so, uh, and, and Christians, right? Your, your loved ones that you know, or, or those that you care about, right? think, think about them and, and, uh, and, and just bringing it up, right? And we'll, we'll pop more, a little bit more into that, but, uh, when you begin seeking to, I, I mean, I firmly, firmly believe with every fabric of my soul, and I went, you know, through that journey that, that I talked about, but, you know, Matthew 7, 7, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, seek and you will find. So seek your truth, though. Don't, don't, don't not seek, right? Seek your truth, please. And you never know, you know, when your, when your last breath uh, will be, right? And so getting back to, to Christians again, right? So you can slip in, uh, slip in the question, you know, what, what do you think about Jesus to, to your loved ones or, or those that you care about, right? Could be talking about the, uh, the Eagles. Could be talking about the Sixers, Joel Embiid and just really slip in that question, you know, what do you think about Jesus? And as we do that, we'll get better and better and better at doing it. it. And then, you know, just kind of step back, see what the answer is, and then depending on what it is, just invite that person to church if they're local. And if they're not local, you know, just kind of say, you should should check out church. And then it's God's work from there to, to do the rest. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. The pressure isn't, on us. It's just it's just a question. So uh if you are ready to take that next step, Josh and I will be standing out at the tree um, if if there's if there's anything that, that you want to to talk about, if you want to talk about sharing the gift of salvation with someone, and, and a great way to go about that, or if you have any questions, or you need prayer, or you're ready, like I, like honestly to accept Jesus, right? We will be, you know, right right out there, and um, I pray that if you're feeling any piece of tug on your heart from Jesus, that that you come and talk to us about that. With all that said, let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the ultimate sacrifice of your Son. I thank you for coming down and teaching us how to love better, giving us the evidence of your being here, and then ultimately showing us the resurrection and that there's a, the next life in, in heaven I mean, what a, what a beautiful thing that we saw that we weren't completely sure about 2,000 years ago, and now we see it and we know. And so the, through the good times or the bad times, no matter what, we have that ultimate hope in heaven. And I hope that you are speaking to anyone that does not believe in this moment. And I also pray that you're putting the bravery on the hearts of Christians that do believe to share that message of salvation. Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen.